Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, this is uh, End Times Friday, and uh, this will be airing December the 1st, so the first... Yes, happy uh, December. Happy December, <laughs> and uh, you uh, uh, put a little bit of Christmas in your uh, room there, so that's kind of cool. I did, yeah. We're taping early, and so because there were going to be some December episodes, uh, Dan and I blasted this room real quick last night. Uh, not completely, but it's got a good bit of our Christmas decor yeah. up just for this room anyway. Yeah, that's neat. And so that's, a, that's, a, that's a tree behind you, right? It is. Can yeah. you see? Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. That is one of our many trees, <clears throat> if you want to see. That takes a little bit of work there. It does. It's lots of fun, yeah. though. Lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Each of ours has a different theme. So that one is that one's all red and white. Lots of snowmen on it, and yep. nutcrackers in the room. And all. Uh, I'm back in uh, our office studio, uh, which is uh, fun. But uh, the potentially the reason is that Linda today, uh, Linda is. <laughs> <laughs> get, oh, getting the house, on her decorating. getting the house decorated. So she's got helpers, helpers her. that come in, and so they'll work all day. And I, when I come home tonight, um, it should be transformed. You know, it'll be. Oh, that's fantastic! It'll be fun. And then Thanksgiving, of course, we taped this prior to Thanksgiving week, and you're headed uh, to uh, fr uh, the Friday, uh, the decorating Friday that you have with your mm -hmm. family, and and you'll be, be on a cruise. I will be. Uh, <laughs> we leave Saturday for a cruise at my. Uh, son and uh, daughter-in-law put together for us and so we're excited to join that so we're getting all ready for that with uh, some warm weather and uh, getting our shorts and short sleeves together so <laughs> it's kind of funny when you you know when you live in Colorado where it's, it's winter time you're always wearing sweaters to go back and have to pull out the uh, summer right, stuff it's kind of kind of fun so um, lots happening uh, in the world uh, we've been tracking the war uh, with uh, Israel and Hamas Mm -hmm. um, a couple of things have happened is Israel has uh, gone into Gaza. Mm -hmm. uh, they've uh, destroyed about, I think, something like uh, almost 100 tunnels. Uh, the, the, what the, the uh, Hamas did is they built tunnels underground right. uh, to move from building to building. And it's a pretty extensive network. Very that. extensive network. So there's hundreds of them, uh, and they move move it around. And what they're able to do is, you know, like for example, which is, you know, uh, in a way you think about war. <clears throat> what they do is they go and take their uh, key people and put them like in a hospital. Mm -hmm. um, well, they think that well, Israel is not going to bomb that hospital, so we'll be safe. You know, of course, they they try not to. Um, so they then have, have entered what's called a ground war. And now because they've destroyed the tunnels and can get into the tunnels, they're trying to find them in a, in a different way. So uh, the nations around them, including America, has asked 
uh, Netanyahu to uh, cease fire mm-hmm. um, and try to negotiate a, a peace. And basically, uh, Israel and Netanyahu said, uh, unless they're willing to completely, um, you know, lay down their arms and give everything up, uh, we're not stopping because it happens Which so. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> it, ha- it happens so much to us that we're we're not going to allow them to regroup and do it again. Right. Um, so they're going after it, and they said, "No, we're not willing to." Uh, and then there's an interesting. Uh, corollary to that is um, there's two things that are biblical that are are now we can see it coming together. One mm-hmm. is that uh, the Bible describes the specific Gog and Magog alliance mm-hmm. against Israel, and it's right. it's uh, uh, you know Syria, Lebanon, uh, Turkey. Russia, Iran, parts of Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, and then China, uh, and they are they are now clear that they've formed an alliance, right? Um, a, a formal alliance. I mean, so they're they're known known now, and it's it's exactly what the Bible says. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting that that's what happens at the end that that comes against it. Now remember, the whole world comes against it, but that's the specific, uh, you know. Uh, 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 countries that come together against uh, Israel, and they now have formed up. Number two is um, the world comes against Israel, mm-hmm. and um, and I can remember, you know, five, six, seven years ago, where uh, there was a strong, and this was strong in Europe. Uh, it was strong, yeah, certainly strong in the Middle East, and then strong in even America what's called uh, anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, there's, a, there's just a built-in uh, anger and hostility and wanting to uh, come against Israel that was there, very, very strong. Um, at the time when I was watching that, m- my thought was, this is just going to get stronger because it's going ha- to happen that way in the end. Right. Uh, well, four or five years ago, it went the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the uh, Sunnis in the Middle East uh, started to develop peace treaties with Israel for trade and for the ability to travel back and forth. Um, and their motivation was twofold. One, uh, we want to continue to have our economic benefits from the West. And mm-hmm. Israel it would be considered allied with the West. So why would we, in, in what I call, you know, uh, uh, kill the golden goose? Um, so they said, why don't we just cooperate with Israel economically because it'll benefit us if we can just settle this down. And so they did. And then two is that uh, in the, the Muslim communities, the sext, sext, S-E-C-T-S, uh, mm-hmm. uh, come against each other. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they're Muslim. But they come against each other. And it would be similar to uh, think of Ireland and mm. and England with Protestants and Catholics. Right. They're Christian. Right. But they they've come they you know they they've come against each other where they literally try to kill each other, um, mm. which was you know been a problem obviously. <laughs> um, well, in in the Middle East. Uh, the Shiites, who are the what we call the extremists, and they're the purest 
uh, to the Quran. The Quran basically says if you're an infidel, and the, even even other Muslims that aren't following what they call the purity of the Quran would be called an infidel, is you have to you ha you should go kill them, and then you're mm -hmm. rewarded if you go kill them. Which Israel, by the way, is number one infidel. Christians would be number two. The mm -hmm. West would be number three, and then uh, the uh, other uh, tribes in the Muslim uh, nations would be number four. Well, that's mm -hmm. that's uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Bahrain, Jordan, Egypt, uh, UAE. Um, uh, these are all ones that are Sunnis. And because they knew that Israel was so good at overcoming and, and destroying supplies so that Iran and then the other uh, nations who are Shiites couldn't have the nuclear weapons to right. could wipe out because they know okay if you wipe out Israel but we're next to Israel <laughs> uh, we can we can get wiped out that won't out. go well for us that won't go well for us and they're coming against us so they would they were yeah we support you you know keep doing what you're doing and the Saudis particularly were doing that mm -hmm. um, because they they didn't have a formal alliance where all these other nations did by the way mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the Saudis did not but they were supporting it and they were working toward a formal alliance, mm -hmm. uh, a actual treaty. And and they're working it with the thought, you know, and I think I've, we've shared this before that Netanyahu said, they yeah, were never closer to peace because Saudis represented that the Shiites and the extremists uh, were softening. Right. And would, would agree to certain things that would make it peaceful for the entire area. And then four days later, you know, Hamas la launches this war um, and of course, that peace treaty never got processed further because of it. But right. but um, so what I saw during the last four or five years is, huh, uh, in Europe, in America, even in Middle East, the anti-Semitism really decreased. Uh, mm -hmm. And it seemed like mm -hmm. most of the countries were actually now pro-Israel, uh, even, even Europe. Uh, well, uh, with this war, uh, and now remember, they responded to the attack, right? So, which seems to have been all but forgotten in the news. Cycle yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like that's all gone now. And it would be, it would be thinking of if, um, if somebody had launched three thousand missiles, mm -hmm. and let's say uh, equivalent here, gone to a football game, mm -hmm. and killed a thousand people, and then captured three hundred of them. Um, Think about what our response would be. Uh, mm -hmm. We would we would just go until we till we win, uh, right? Right. And it would be known, it would be justified, and people would would support it. But it's been lost about what really caused this, and now they're saying because you won't do a ceasefire, the anti-Semitism, which I now understand was kind of below the surface, mm -hmm. is returning, which which again, and I already knew this, has to happen at some right. point. And so the two things that are that are now known, that Gog and Magog are lining up, and the um, uh, anti-Semitism has come back in a mm -hmm. big, big way, it's like, huh, um, is this a precursor to what right. what is being set up for the end? And it, biblically, it has to happen this way. Mm -hmm. And of course, our big question is always timing, mm -hmm. but we can see the shift. Whenever we see the shift 
and the specifics of it, like Israel's come back. We've saw we saw one world government operate with COVID. We've seen the anti-Semitism now with the world kind of moving against Israel again, mm-hmm. with the Gog and Magog for, forming up. Is uh, and this has a bearing on what we're going to talk about next about the economy. Is that is the storm clouds uh, uh, coming, and is it going to be sooner than we think? I remember, sooner than we right. think, most Christians think probably never, um, mm. and sooner than we think, it's just it's going to come. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, and is it is it the next day, a year or two? Probably not, but the next five years could be, uh, next mm-hmm. seven years could be. You know, so it's just it's just ob- observation. Mm-hmm. Is that do we understand what's happening? Don't deny what's happening. And the question back to God, which is what I'm asking, is since I see this happening, right? do you have something to reveal to us? Do you have something to show right. us that we need to pay attention to and then be ready for, you know, for what may happen? So mm-hmm. uh, that's the big question of Israel. But on top of it, um, now we're looking at, because I do know something, and that is that when it happens, and when I, when I say when it happens, the tribulation starts. Mm-hmm. Tribulation starts, uh, it starts a seven-year period. Uh, it's uh, a one-world government mm-hmm. that the world and the population of the world willingly and readily accepts. So it's not by force, uh, which because because of the nature of mankind, it's driven by economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, ideologies start to then be pushed aside and my allegiance to my country or my beliefs uh, is pushed aside and I willingly accept a new form of governance that rule over us with a new new paradigm. Um, mm-hmm. We saw it happen briefly with COVID. Uh, right. Literally within a month, the entire world was surrendered to the one world government led by the WHO, the World Health mm-hmm. Organization, that said, you have to operate this way and there, and there was there was a few uh, minor countries, you know, like Sweden, et cetera, that said, eh, I don't think we're going to operate fully that way. But most of everybody just but said. pretty much everyone fell in line. Everybody yeah. fell in line to it willingly because uh, it wasn't forced upon them. It was, and by the way, uh, countries didn't vote on it. They just said, here's the policy. And everybody said, mm-hmm. okay. So we saw it happen. Uh, so that's the beginning of the tribulation. Uh, and therefore, uh, what would motivate a whole world to accept a new paradigm with a one world government and a one mm-hmm. currency is economic. Uh, right. And that would be a stimulated, purposeful economic collapse to the point where the outcome apparently looks like uh, we're not going to make it. You mm-hmm. know, we're going we're gonna to suffer dramatically because we can't pay our bills, we can't get food, we can't, we can't get fuel. There'll be things that will be drastic mm-hmm. um, and and everybody will be in fear everybody will be upset and everybody will know my country can't solve the problem mm-hmm. um, well hey guess what along comes the white knight and says hey we've we've been working on this and it'll be through the central banks uh, we we're going to put in place a one world government new currency we're going to release all debt uh, we're going to solve the problem we're going to give you economics we're going to provide you with food uh, I think, by the way, that um, this explains why <laughs> there's so much strange stuff happening that doesn't even make sense. You know, like for right. example, uh, we're going to have we're going to have all furnaces 
not be gas furnaces anymore. Well, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. I mean, that's not even possible. It's not going to happen that way. Plus, interesting enough, if we if we took what they want to do with all cars be electric and all uh, appliances be electric, it would completely collapse the system. Right. Would overwhelm the overwhelm it because we don't have the capacity for it. And interesting enough, and a lot of people don't understand this, is that electric generation mm-hmm. <laughs> happens a lot by gas and coal, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is kind of funny, um, you know. So they say, "Well, we'll go solar and we'll go wind." You can't get there. Uh, the the uh, technology isn't good enough to support that, so it doesn't make sense. Uh, the whole thing with you know transgender and all this stuff and and all the cultural things and. Uh, the uh, crime that's happening in cities and the destruction of places like San Francisco that has gone from the way it was beautifully normal to abnormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people have willingly you know, pushed it and keep pushing it in the face of, of things that don't make sense. Right. I think that along with the economic solution, that the, the new powers that be, which I think will be more of a corporate structure than a, a uh, national structure, will say, you know what, we've, we've done our study and gas is actually pretty good. And so we're going to go back to gas. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to have these rules at schools anymore. You can, you can do it you know, this way. And uh, it's going to be a way where I think they're pushing the abnormal now that when the new world government gets in place, the normal is reinstated. Hmm. Uh, and it Which will be very attractive. It'll be very attractive. So everything about it is gonna be very attractive, mm-hmm. uh, particularly economically. And the, um, uh, the only ones that uh, truly uh, are willing to not take it is, is the remnant mm-hmm. who, because spiritually they know from God this is what it is, and I'm telling you, don't join it. Right. Uh, and it's a purely a spiritual discernment because because on the surface, it would look like this is a really good thing to do. Right. Um, and we got to process it well. And look um, like a solution to it all. So uh, the economy, um, particularly in America, at today you would look at the stock market's pretty good. Uh, the GDP is is okay. Um, you would say it looks like it's going to be fine, but underneath the surface are things that are happening that I think could portray the coming, what I call, economic problem. Uh, mm-hmm. One is that um, commercial mortgage foreclosures have skyrocketed right. uh, like a thousand percent in the last you know six to 12 months and getting stronger. Uh, and that is that, uh, remember, commercial real estate was geared around particularly office space. Right. Um, and because of what happened with uh, COVID and then people learned, hey, I don't need to be at work. Uh, there's not a lot of demand for space mm-hmm. and there's so much empty space. And because of uh, when, when companies funded these, uh, they did it with what's called balloon mortgages. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that um, I have it for a five year, seven year, maybe a 10 year, where I pay this low interest rate at the time of the balloon, it has to be readjusted to the current interest rates. Mm -hmm. When they did this, two things they thought. One, um, the interest rate's gonna remain low, uh, and we're talking two, three, four, five percent for commercial commercial real estate. 
so we'll be able to refinance no trouble. Uh, two is that um, if I if I can understand the timing of my loan, I could sell my property ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then do fine. So so you're thinking, yeah, these balloon mortgages, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, COVID happens. There's nobody to buy the buildings. Right. Uh, they this is now you know going on 2023, and these balloon mortgages are now coming due, and the interest rate is going from two or three or four percent up to seven to ten percent, mm. tripling of the mortgage payment. Right. But the space rental has shrunk dramatically because there's there's people that are saying I'm not renewing my leases, so mm-hmm. you can imagine that pressure. Well, as a result right. of it, the owners say, go ahead and foreclose on it. I can't pay it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make sense for me to pay it. Go ahead and foreclose on it. So these foreclosures are accelerating. So it's it's going to impact the economy. As we talked last time, the debt um, is skyrocketing personally and corporately uh, uh, in the government that is now putting pressure on that. Uh, tech, the tech business is starting to lay people off because they start to see it. So um, underneath the surface are uh, indicators that there could be another 2008 when we had that collapse and mm-hmm. the severity of it could be worse than 2008 mm-hmm. uh, because it's multifaceted. It's not just that single uh, aspect of, of reselling of mortgages. So uh, I would just like to say this, that with the, with the economics of it, uh, that the truth is there are things happening that could indicate movement into a, a, a recession and potentially a very severe recession with people not having work, being laid off, mm-hmm. the government maybe not being able to pay as much as they've been able to pay uh, for uh, unemployment benefits. And then uh, the, uh, the cost of uh, mortgages for new houses and, and reselling of houses is going up. Your interest rates on your personal debt is going up. Uh, so it could have gi- gigantic personal implications. So mm-hmm. as we look at it, you know, Kathy and I want to keep discussing uh, this aspect of wisdom as we see what's happening. So if you would read uh, again, we, we've read this before, but it's good to remind us uh, Proverbs 8, 8 to 20. Proverbs 8, 8 to 20. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared to her with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rules, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, it's a portrayal here of wisdom, which we know comes from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, admonition is, come and seek me. It's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely valuable. And, it, and, and he portrays in here, it's valuable because of righteousness, which means you'll have discernment about spiritual things. Okay. Um, and then it's valuable for the material things that you're going to need as you traverse life. He said, I traverse mm-hmm. the path. Uh, it does have real stuff, uh, real answers, real things. I care about your provision. Uh, I care about you being able to be safe. I care about you being able to be taken care of. And see, the neat thing about these verses are there's no um, limit to, well, when things are going well economically, it doesn't say that. It says, in all situations, I can get you wisdom. I can get you insight. I can share with you. And think about, um, uh, you know, a, a heads up that's needed in order to be at the right place and with the right mm-hmm. understanding. So it all has to happen pre-event. Right. Uh, so like, for example, um, and I've, I've had people... Uh, you know, work when because we're working with people in God's will is um, people are told in a variety of ways, which can be dreams, can be just you know indication, insight that um, your company that you're working for um, is gonna is gonna have it has some problems and it could have more problems, mm-hmm. and I'm showing you that ahead of time. Uh, and when people talk to me about that, I just say, okay, uh, it's a heads up. Um, we don't know yet the answer yet, uh, but since he gives you a heads up, why don't you get your resume together mm-hmm. um, and begin to you know, look at other options so that if, if this is happening, God will show you, yep, you need to get ready, you need to be networked at the right, right. time so that if you're laid off, uh, you can have this other job either pre-layoff or right after layoff that you have it because I'm giving you a heads up. So by definition, the wisdom has to come pre-event, what I call pre-event. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, you see, a lot of people have a false sense of faith. Eh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, so what? If I get laid whatever off. Whatever will happen will happen. Yeah, whatever happens yeah. happens. If I get laid off, well, then God will, you know, God will just take care of me. I don't need to care about it. And God says, well... Yeah, you kind of need to care about it because mm-hmm. for me to deliver what I'm going to deliver, I have to give you a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what you know what is happening? And we got a great story with you know David and Kayla, uh, where Saul was coming um, and going to capture him, and he got a heads up, mm-hmm. and he said, "Okay, Father, what uh, should, is he going to really come? Yep. Are the men of Kayla going to hand me over you? Even though I just saved yep. him for the Philistines, <laughs> yes." My answer for you, Saul, is get out of there now mm-hmm. before the event. And right. see, and see, uh, he could have said, well, God saved me before. I'll just stay here. And if he attacks us, well, he'll just save us. And he said, well, I need to let you know. My answer is for you to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the wisdom we need is right now. So I would urge everybody to uh, really understand these economic things going on um, and that it's not it's not as portrayed in the press as everything's going to be fine. There's so much below the surface that is saying it's not going to be fine, um, mm-hmm. and and therefore uh, be ready. And the only way to be ready isn't you know here's three things you got to go do. We can't tell you that. Right. 
we know who can. See, God can. Mm -hmm. And he says, I want you to come to me. I want you to process with me. Take the information I'm giving you, heads up. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to raise up here. Hey, there's a heads up here. There's things happening that you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, look specifically at your businesses. Look, look specifically at the kind of companies you're with. Look at their uh, activity level. Look at their revenue. Look at the potential. And begin to recognize that God may say to you, here's what I want you to understand. And ultimately, if we're, if we're heading for the tribulation, it has to go into a, even a deeper understanding. Is mm-hmm. you know, And again, think of the simplicity of it is, the world's going to readily accept it, and the economy for that world is going to be good, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God, I, how how do you get me to a place where um, I am not willing to join that? Because uh, and and there's consequences to that. Right. If, if I don't join that system, I got to be part of something else to be able to survive. And then two is how do I assure that my community is available so that I don't take the mark of the beast. Um, and I prepare that, prepare for that, which we need insight and we need wisdom on it. And as a result of that, we have to keep seeking, you know, what does God have to say about it so that we have clarity and we know the spiritual dynamics of it as well as the truth of it. And I know there's an answer that people give me when I talk about this. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to be raptured. Um and, not quite as sure about and, that. And so, <laughs> uh, so uh, we don't need to care about it. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to think about it. Yeah, there'll just be a moment. We'll be raptured. We'll be, we'll be good. I said, well, uh, be careful with that. That uh, is that such an absolute truth? It might not be the pre-trip. Possible, but not. So what we're going to do in the next weeks or so is go back over that piece of it. And we'll, we'll keep talking about the war and the economy. But... We're going to get specifically back into uh, this aspect of the rapture and uh, what, how should we view it mm-hmm. so that we have, uh, again, what and think about what we're always looking for, truth. Mm-hmm. Finding truth in a world of chaos. That's our, that's our right. theme. And, right. and so uh, our role isn't to say here is what is absolute truth. We're going to, we're going to reveal what the Bible says. And then um, have us personally pursue God and say, could you reveal the truth to me? Uh, the one thing that I can tell you that I've been revealed, because I, I know what the Bible says, is, you know, Father, what's the truth? What I've heard is it's not up to you to pick any of them. I purposely did it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't you decide what it is. Why don't you just receive and be ready for more than just what you think it might be. Right. And I purposely didn't tell anybody what exactly it is so that mm-hmm. you would come to me about it, not determine it on your own. So that'll be right. an interesting and thing. And that, that leaves the important thing is really abiding. Yeah, abiding. Just and, walking with him, dialoguing with him, continuing to stay in conversation and intimacy with him as he leads. Yep, yep. And all we're saying is, you know, it's, this isn't something that we obsess about, but, but start to bring it into your prayer life, into your abiding mm-hmm. life, into your discussions with your spouse, with your community. Start to bring that into... You know, what do you observe? What do you think? And by the mm-hmm. way, there's lots of dreams that people are having, you know, including uh, Kathy and uh, and I've had some and other people in retreats, interesting enough, have had mm-hmm. them that the clouds are forming and it may be yeah. faster than you think, you know. And so God, I think, uses dreams to kind of you know, reinforce 
you know, just pay attention. It's nothing uh, that we uh, we have to react to per se, but we just have to pay attention. So, right. hey, Father, thank you for the truth of that, uh, that we would seek wisdom. You give us wisdom. You give us righteousness. You give us discernment. It matters to us uh, because you will guide us to your best. And uh, we just pray that we'll be willing to do that regardless of what we're facing. Realize the circumstances don't limit you in any way, but that you want to guide us through it. And so we praise you and thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Rich, and thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, be sure to send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com, and we would love to talk about it. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments, and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.